Warning, you are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records. But I hadn't been forgotten, I Joe. I'd been married a long time ago. Saint Bango. <laughs> a girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> You're beautiful. Hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star. Well, hello there. Welcome to episode seven of Broken Records, the podcast dedicated and committed to finding the shittest album ever made. Just a big old bag of shit. Uh, my name's Stephen Hill, and I'm joined as ever by Mr. Renfrey Denbin. Hello, Renfrey. How are you? Hello. Uh, I am effervescent this week. I'm so excited and so happy <laughs> to be covering Viva Brother. Don't know why because uh it's not great <laughs> it's not great no famous last words by viva brother is the album that we're going to be inducting into our list for the worst album ever made today this was originally aired on the 24th of april 2020 on episode 90 of riot act which is renfrey and i's weekly look at the world of music on that particular week mm. it was a segment that we used to do on the show where we used to find a bad record and cover it and put it in the list which has now become its own podcast and that is the podcast that you are currently listening to mm. so well done i feel like you're up to speed mm. um we should say that we don't have anything personally or we didn't have anything personal against viva brother viva brother were on this list due to the critical response to the record um and records get in there for a variety of different reasons as i explain in the intro to the show most of the time this is not our own personal dislike of this record although saying that neither of us really like it spoiler alert <laughs> um <laughs> so let's find out how the world feels and how we felt about the indie Britpop revival and the one band that were leading the charge viva brother here we are talking about them this week um we have we are talking about the the debut album famous first words by viva brother uh released on geffen on the 1st of august 2011 as i said it is the first album by the slough based rock band and until they reformed in 2017 it was the only album of their mercifully brief career um this actually came out the year before the enemy's streets in the sky which is also on our list um are we to to surmise from that fact that by the start of the last decade the world uh, really had had enough of this indie shite uh i i think so would that be fair to say renfrey um i definitely think the world had uh, but there was that there was a sort of attempt at a brief resurgence i think it's fair to say um around that time uh viva brother were one of the bands that were doing that um i think i think sort of blur reforming kind of might have sparked yeah. that off and stuff like that as well i mean it was massively unsuccessful and thank fuck it was unsuccessful um based on the records that we've heard from that period so far um uh but yeah i think there was there was the beginnings of a certain well i don't want to call it a resurgence because it was an absolute waste of everyone's time um but but i think that people were trying to um resurge the vaccines the vaccines yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, hey guys check out the vaccines <laughs> um well yeah we'll talk about all this i mean to me right 
Viva Brother never stood a fucking chance. Uh, they let's go into them. They were originally called Brother. Great name, guys. Brother. <laughs> what should you call our band? I've got a brother. Let's call them Brother. Uh, they actually had to change their name to Viva Brother because there is an Australian didgeridoo band of the same name, Brother. Uh, uh, so who were there first? So they had to change their name from Brother to Viva Brother. Very quickly on that, I I think it's absolutely amazing that anyone would care enough to try and keep the rights to such a pathetically shit name like yeah. why because yeah. because yeah this other band brother tried to like um uh brought a lawsuit against them uh, which is why they had to change mm. the names like why why do you care about retaining the name yeah. brother it's fucking <laughs> path- it's like it's so like trying stupid. to it's like trying to retain the name brick it's just fucking stupid yeah. like oh what uh, imbeciles we're dealing with imbeciles. We are. Um, they describe themselves as grit pop. And <sighs> I'm so angry already. I'm grit so angry. As in the stuff, the stuff you cover shit in. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and named acts such as Blur, Oasis and the Smiths as influence. Um, I've oh, never Icarus, felt so sorry for How doth thou... <laughs> oh icarus why doth you fly so close to the sun um they were i don't know if you know this uh originally an emo band yes because that was cool at the time uh but changed their set of influences uh when one of the band members leonard newell uh, said that they were inspired by going to a london-based club night called we love the 90s i'm not mate i promise you i'm not making this up imagine that we're going to be in a band and then you start going to a 90s club night mm. and go hold on a second <laughs> hold on <laughs> and look, i love like no one loves the 90s more than me right but can you imagine going like let's go out for the night to some fucking sticky floored shithole full of twats right getting a, a really expensive wk pint of fucking bottle of blue wkd and hearing common people and country house <laughs> being played and seeing all these knobheads dancing to it. Well, I'm is, probably one of those knobheads as well. But this and is going, the kind of... I tell you what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's change our band. But this is the kind of banal Fuck trite sake. that this band and bands of their ilk are inspired by. You know, it's it's so depressing um, when we talk about creativity, I mean, using the word creativity when discussing this band feels like a massive abuse of the word creativity. You know, um, we've got Zane Lowe to thank for this. Oh, unbelievable. Um, so their deal was signed after Zane Lowe, who sure, surely, surely knew better than this. He fucking should do. Played the fucking, frankly, undescribably bad song the darling buds of may on radio one a demo of it as well which um, meant the band signed to geffen i was talking to one of my mates the other day and he told me a story about when he went to go and see the bloodhound gang at the electric ballroom in the late 90s and uh one of uh, our sort of mutual friends um who i don't really know anymore but he was a bit of a knobhead back in the day but apparently he threw a two liter bottle of strongbow at Zane Lowe and it hit the wall and then went all over Zane Lowe and Zane Lowe went, you fucking idiots coming out of the gig. And I don't know why he did that. It sounds like a really wanker. And I was like, what a like wanker a, yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. But now having realized 
that Zane Lowe was responsible for Viva Brother. Um, <laughs> Maybe I kind of <laughs> now go, mm, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. I mean, we're, we're t- records, Renfrey. Yes. Well, uh, the same label that signed Guns N' Roses, Nirvana, Weezer, Aerosmith, Sonic Youth. I mean, to be fair, Kevin have fallen from grace quite a lot since then um basically centering on absolutely awful pop and shitty uh sort of uh popular hip-hop and r&b and all that sort of shit but fuck me what a ridiculous fall from grace that is to go from fucking yeah. nirvana to this um this is it ins- really is insipid indie territory isn't it like bands like the rifles well the pigeon detectives the view the twang the cribs the fucking in- atrocious insipid bands that had a the prefix all the fucking time why yeah, didn't I mean, they call themselves the viva on... brother i don't know actually yeah maybe <laughs> yeah. they should have done maybe they don't know how to spell the um so after <laughs> signing the geffen they made their f- they made their first ever t- tv appearance on obviously soccer am I know. and so <laughs> so of course of course soccer am you know people who there's one thing that struck me now football i like football i, I do you know people know i like football I remember one of the the people from Kasay, the surge from Kasabian was like football and music. They go together so well, don't they? And I just thought, no, no, no they don't. People <laughs> who like football, no, like don't. absolutely stinking music. Well, stinking like Kasabian. Anything, any. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> like Kasabian. Yeah. And um, so anyway, so Famous First Words was released to a tirade of bad press. Um, as I said, it comes up when you type in worst albums ever, it's one of the ones that is in most lists that have been made in the last 10 years or so. It got one star in the guardian. Um, Kitty empire wrote a pretty good review for that. It says, mm. so is not only is Viva brother, a bad name for a band executing a bad idea. Badly famous. First words is also a bad title for an album witness, darling buds of may an oasis brass rubbing whose chorus runs thus her birthday's in may. It is what it is. It is what it is. Or take New Year's Day, a song that attempts to graft the camp uwo wo wo start of a suede song onto a ditty constructed by random Gallagher Tombola. <laughs> the Viva slapped on the beginning of their name is all wrong. Too redolent of a, ro- a rugged Spanish resistance romance for songwriters whose idea of a mordiant title is High Street Low Lives. There's one quite good line in Still Here, a passive aggressive love song at my funeral. They'll just bury my head in the sand. It all makes the vaccines the mildly successful great white guitar hopes of 2011 from the fringe and drain pipe side of the rock tracks look original ultimately famous first words sets the cause of resurgent rock back all a good 20 years um i love i love a brass rubbing of oasis i think that is on point absolutely yeah And, and to give you an idea again of how badly it was reviewed and how people almost kind of felt sorry for this it's like pitchfork there's a guy called harry ashurst harry ashurst from pitchfork who gave it a kind of an almost apologetic 2.9 pitchfork (laughs) famously destroy things but yeah this it almost seems to feel sorry for viva brother it says look it's easy to see why viva brother were given a shot at the big time the dual allure of a Britpop revival and four arrogant young men with guitars must have been impossible for record execs to resist but in execution the whole thing comes off as nothing more than a thinly disguised crass attempt to smoke late oasis fans out of hiding unfortunately for them <laughs> bdi already beat them to the punch <laughs> 
Oh, fair play, Pitchfork. I don't often applaud them, yeah. but that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Still got five out of ten in the NME. <sighs> you know, presumably searching for old glory, trying Fucking to dig hell. up the old, the good old days. Let's get Viva Brother versus the the you know um, the enemy on the front cover. Get that trending. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, come on, yeah, give it up, yeah. Um, um this is it's just banal and bland isn't it and and innocuous and vapid uh i mean oh, i think it's a bit worse than that actually renfrey do you? i okay. think it's a bit worse than that okay i think this is like it's like oasis and blur being played at the same time but yes without any of the charm or joy or decent choruses or anything kind of unique or uh, about them at all it's yeah. literally like those two bands worst song being played on two separate stereos at the same time yeah um yeah, yeah. it's a pathetic re- it's a pathetic record and the thing is right now i am almost a little bit i have become a little bit kind of that Britpop thing which at the time I fucking hated the majority of it. And I thought there's some great, you know, I always liked Blur. I always thought Pulp had some really interesting songs, you know, and we've spoken about how I felt about that kind of Britpop thing. I've got to the point 25 years later where if the lightning seeds come on, I go, oh, wow, the lightning seeds. Or if like, (laughs) you know, the slight return by the blue tones or Dodgy come on, I go, huh, huh, in a room by Dodgy. Remember that? Oh, I remember that. Oh, great. And it makes me feel young again, right? So I am a disgusting, embarrassing apologist for this stuff, right? And I hear it and I'm like, I've somehow got to the point where it's, I've got Spotify like playlists, like fucking day mixes. And it's all just crap from the fucking night like rubbish crap from this era right so i'm in really coming from me this is gonna sound pretty bad but how the fuck have you dared if you brought this out in 1995 you would be looked at like what are you doing you bandwagoneering bandwagon hopping cheap pathetic clones of Mm. what is popular right now to do it to do it in 2011 like you might as well be a barbershop quartet like what the fuck were you thinking it's never gonna work and not only it's never gonna work i mean i think if definitely maybe had come out in 2011 people would have gone ugh at it they would have gone fuck off no not a chance like it was definitely obviously if if definitely maybe had come out in 2011 it wouldn't have come out in 1994 and people would have gone Oh, this is really. Good. Maybe it would have been. A t- but say that well, everything had happened. I, I know. I, th- I think. I think. Out. I think it's fair to say that um, uh, part of Oasis's success is down to time and place. I think. Um, of course. Um, yeah. I, you know. I mean, you can argue that with everything. I suppose that's successful. I suppose. But but yes, I I, I see what you're saying there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really sort of snide. Uh, irritating i mean the opening lyric of the entire album is i've got a wish in my well 
as in wishing well. <laughs> and and immediately, immediately I heard that and I shouted fuck off at my screen. I was so angry and I just remained angry for the rest of the record, really. Um, it, the, the lyrics are just a bunch of quote-unquote clever phrases which don't actually mean a fucking thing. Um, and just, no. the, just the fact that um, they clearly didn't have any particular love or standing for this kind of thing because they tried to be an emo band when they started out when they were five years behind the zeitgeist and then they went oh the 90s that was good let's try and get behind some sort of revival of that as well and they were clearly just trying to get famous the fact that they um with this album came out the first of october uh, first of august 2011 right 2011 yeah and by the first of april 2012 they'd split up i mean they yeah could I mean, not be that, but fucked cheers. oh i apologize okay but i mean th- but they couldn't be <laughs> fucked worry. they could not be fucked they they were they were clearly just tra- chances trying to get famous off of the back of doing an absolutely abhorrently shit version of something that wasn't that good in the first place like i'm not a violent person right generally but when i listen to music like this it just all i can think about is inflicting pain upon the people who made it and like i don't think i really have it in me to torture someone but i would happily make an exception for viva brother and their ilk because like pass me the pliers let's start ripping out some toenails and wheel their families in as well so that they can watch because i fucking hate this abhorrent piece of shit it is awful it is hilariously bad i mean it's kind of hilarious and embarrassing and i mean actually alec petridis of the guardian uh said something as every song fades out you somehow imagine the theme music from tfi friday fading in um (laughs) (laughs) and it's true isn't it it's true isn't it it's like it's so desperately designed to have like you know joe guest is up next but here's viva brother do you know what i mean it is so like here's jet from gladiator but first here's viva brother like Oh, that's exactly it. we've got robson and jerome coming up but first his viva brother it's just <laughs> desperate it is so desperate this record and, and, and it's the um, cynicism it's the cynicism in it that makes me so vitriolic towards it because mm. you know it, it, that's what makes me so angry about it because they're clearly just trying to make like a fast buck slash become famous they gave up really quickly they couldn't be asked it peaked at number 34 in the uk album charts you know which yeah. they probably saw as a massive massive failure because they wanted to be superstars mm. idiots mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> pathetic record you have to wonder what they were thinking um as you mentioned renfrey they split so the album came out on the 11th of august they split on the 1st of april 2012 presumably again to show that their entire career was just one long <laughs> april fool's joke um but no, because actually they then announced that they were reforming on um, the 22nd yeah. of September 2017 and they released a new album a few months later. Where are they now? Who fucking knows? Who well, knows and the, who cares? There's still a band, apparently. Uh, well, uh, this is according to Wikipedia. Um, but, um, you know, the, the, it does say uh, 2017 to present. So um, mm. I'm guessing that's still a band. Who knows? I think the the legacy section of their Wikipedia page sums it up the best. And it says, Viva Brother are considered by the British press as the first band of the Britpop revival. And as we've sort of mentioned, 
What happened to the Britpop revival, guys? <laughs> Where is it now? Well, how long did that last? 45 seconds? The Britpop revival. The fucking shame of it to be the first band of a revival that didn't... Did that I mean... <laughs> You've got about much chance of the, like, the fu- playing the fucking Spoons revival lasted longer than the Britpop revival. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I, I, the thing that you, the other thing you haven't mentioned there is that you have just read the entire legacy section of the band's that Wikipedia, but that is their legacy. Your entire legacy <laughs> is you were the first band of a thing that doesn't even <laughs> exist. Oh, that never a, existed uh, <laughs> what an absolute joke this is rubbish i mean i didn't like the enemy album but i was like the worst is it really the worst mm, is it really yeah. the worst yeah. i mean here we come Renfrey. we come to rank it uh so mm. far we have the worst album ever is six feet under's graveyard classics volume two the second worst album so far ever is eoggin quigg's self-titled debut album the third worst album is dirty vegas's one the fourth worst album is streets in the sky by the enemy and then it's not really the 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 fifth and the sixth really um but at five and six way off in the distance are lou reed's metal machine music and bob dylan's self-portrait now viva brother are the seventh band and the seventh album to be added to this list I did not think <laughs> anything could be worse than Eoggin Quig. <laughs> Is this because I mean, Six Feet Under, we'll talk about in a second, but I, I think, I mean, straight away, I'm ruling out Lou Reed and Bob Dylan, not a chance. No, no, no. I think it's worse than The Enemy. I think it's worse oh. than Dirty Vegas because it literally it made me laugh and it made me angry. And neither of those two yes. records made me laugh or made me angry. They yes. both made me go, eh, this isn't yes. very good. Um, Eoggin's hilarious. And didn't necessarily make me angry, apart from the context that surrounded it. Six Feet Under is just dreadful. Just but awful. for you, Renfrey, where does um, Viva Brother sit? My, I'm going to posit them third place between Eoggin, Quig, and... F- oh, fuck. Um, Dirty Vegas. Thank you, Dirty Vegas. Because... Whilst I fucking hate this record, and it's made me very, very angry, as people can hear, I've wished torture upon them. Um, I, Eoghan Quigg, the, 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 like, it's not, this record isn't produced badly. Like, it's not broken in that sense. It's just awful. The the Eoghan Quigg record is badly awfully awfully produced with some lovely string section put on the top of it and the entire concept of six feet under's graveyard classics 2 is broken and is this album broken no it's just appalling but there lies the difference for me hence for me i think this is number three however i despise it so much i'm actually going to be relatively um laid back in terms of if you want to put it higher in the chart lower well in the chart, i've actually put it at number three okay. just behind the organ and six okay. feet under as well right um as i said i think lou reed and bob dylan not it's not getting no. near that no. um dirty vegas and the enemy it's not it didn't elicit enough of a response that this did um i still think 
it was really between Eogan and this for number two because I think Six Feet Under, as you quite rightly say, is just a, dis- a complete and utter disaster, disaster in yeah. ev- in every every single respect. Yeah, um, Eogan gets number two for me because it's somebody else fucking over that kid basically yeah viva brother a dick a, a, a money-grabbing dickheads just like simon cowell and all his lot of money-grabbing dickheads but they tried to grab a load of money and they you know both of them what they have in common is they're both so bad that they failed mm-hmm. um yeah eorgan actually has got kind of good material to work with as well which is just ruined yeah so that's a bit of a shit house whereas famous first words there's nothing kind of good about it like you say it's just a really 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 bad record yeah a really yeah. bad record a yeah. bunch of chances and tossers who tried to be famous for a minute and they fucked up and uh i don't think there's anything morally kind of inherently morally repulsive about that in the same way as i think there is some pretty dirty dealings going on with the organ record beaver brother doesn't quite have that although i think whoever they are they should be slapped fucking hard for making this record and for even thinking they had any right at all to be a band sorry lads (laughs) if you're listening you shouldn't be a band you don't even you don't want to be a band you just want to be on soccer am yeah yeah that's I all agree. you want. You want to be on Soccer AM and you want to go oi, oi, oi. And you want people to do that. Like people know what I mean. The Terry Butcher, Chris Waddle dance. That's what <laughs> they want people to do. That like moving your hips, that kind of wedding dance. People want you to do that while well, drinking a fucking cider. And it's your lads, aren't you? Lads, lads, lads. Oh, awful. They want to be famous. They don't care how they do it or they don't care about integrity or how it happens. They just want fame. And the fact that mm-hmm. they, you know, try to jump on an emo bandwagon, albeit five or six years too late, and just shows their utter idiocy. And then went from that to going, oh, actually, Blur are coming back now. Maybe we should jump on that bandwagon and then be yeah, so God. fucking shit at it. Um, you know, I mean... I think I think and they, they they called it famous first words for fuck's sake. I mean, I I I just strongly feel that this is a band of people who wanted to be massive and um mm. try to do that in the least artistic creative manner possible. Um I'm I'm not sure the word tosser has ever been more <laughs> apt for it. It feels like the bullseye for tosser. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if I yeah. met I'm like, wow, you are the word tosser was invented for you <laughs> so, like you are you are complete tossers yeah, um are. so there you go yeah put them at number three uh that is viva brother famous first words but it means it's going to be great it's going to be joined by another album next week Renfrey. and i'm just straining a little bit because i'm reaching across to get next week's album out of the hat full of shit which because you've got no youtube channel you don't get to see but ah oh, oh it's it's another big one um okay. Cosmos Rocks by Queen and Paul Rogers. <gasps> Two classics coming together oh, to wow. okay. embarrass themselves. So okay. uh, next week, the eighth album of the Broken Records crew. <laughs> <laughs> got, some big, got some big names in here now, uh, Renfrew. Yeah, got some big yeah, names. Yeah. Lou Reed, Bob Dylan, Queen. Queen. Are all yeah. going to be in there. Yeah, hell. Wow. Well, we'll see. Um, so that should be fun. So there you go. Queen and Paul Rogers' Cosmos Rocks will be next week's Broken Record. So there you go. Thank you very much for listening to the show. That was us talking about Viva Brother, who actually split up um, 
the probably this podcast is we're only seven episodes into this podcast and it's actually already lasted longer than viva brothers entire career which i think is it's quite an achievement really isn't it yeah i um, think it probably not, has yeah <laughs> not a great record renfrey no, not a great record no i don't um, think the world, i don't think we lost too much when viva brother no. broke up to be honest no, we didn't think we'll be i think right. we actually gained something mm, yeah actually i think the world gained a little bit of quality control when self-respect split up. <laughs> maybe 45 seconds i feel like they walked into hmv and looked around the corner and saw if they saw anyone buying their record and didn't see anyone so they just went oh fuck it they split up <laughs> like literally on the day of release at 10 past nine has anyone bought our album yet no oh fuck it let's split up <laughs> yeah do um anyway a bad band and uh a bad thing and next week a bit of a a bit of a classic rock royalty coming because as you've probably just heard picked out the hat queen and paul rogers the cosmos rocks definitely, i remember doing that one renfrey yeah definitely not a bad band uh i i think we can both agree um but mm-hmm. uh Yes, but uh, but uh, but not a great album. But yeah, <laughs> no, no, not a great album. We'll be back next time. As I said at the start, thanks for listening to the show. If you would like to contribute in any way to the ongoing process of Broken Records, then feel free to suggest a bad album. Don't be silly and suggest like I don't know the Joshua Tree or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Don't do that. Mm. But you know, we're always happy to hear your suggestions. We're also very happy if you want to come across and listen to us reviewing albums that we actually like over on Riot Act, our weekly review show. And you can go over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Riot Act podcast, and get some of our exclusive content there as well. But for the meantime, we're going to let you go and have a nice lie down after having to listen to that nonsense that is Viva Brother. See you next week.